Here at the Republic of Bad Cryptopia's embassy, Travis Wright and I are but two humble blockchain and crypto enthusiasts seeking to bring you news and entertainment. But let's face it, two middle-aged guys telling bad dad jokes isn't everyone's slice of pie or cup of tea. So it's a good thing there's other ambassadors who appeal to unique audiences. Crypto Wendy O is one such content creator, and we're pleased to welcome her to the show today. With over 25,000 YouTube subscribers, The O Show releases daily content and provides a unique perspective to this space that we all love so very much. What happens when Bad Cryptopia meets The O Show? It's the Bad Crypto No You Didn't, episode number 489 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Sure, that looks like Mr. McBeely's at my door. Hello, Mr. McBeely. <laughs> so he was a human. He actually talked. I think that was Daniel Lyon. That was okay. the one. But that's 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 cool. He can Mr. McFeely, you know, sounds like the cat now. <laughs> From Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Hello, Sir Lord Travis Wright. How are you? I am doing pretty good. Oh, how are you, Jolo? I am good. Oh, oh, yes, it is. It's the crypto Wendy O show. Oh. And before we go to tell you what you need to know, we've got some sponsor rows to Hodlo. Check it, check it out, folks. We have anytask.com here powered by Electronium. If you're not familiar with Electronium, they are killing it. They are, they started their ICO in 2017 and they've been around, they pivoted, they just keep going. They are helping out, banking the unbanked, doing fun stuff. And what's great about anytask is you can go there and get all kinds of digital tasks created and they pay the artist in ETN tokens. They take that cryptos and they can then top up their mobile minutes on their cell phones in like a hundred plus 140 countries or something. And then in four countries, they can actually top up their electricity. People in Texas might also want to top up their electricity, but they don't, they don't have that there. Uh, they don't have any electricity in some places in Texas. That's horrendous. Cold, very cold. Uh, yeah. So check it out. Anytask.com. You can get artists to do stuff for you. Uh, there's going to be a new NFT section popping up. And uh, all kinds of stuff going on over there with Electronium and Anytask.com. You can do, go do something. You can do any task right now. Go ahead. Yeah. And have you guys checked out Super Crypto Kart yet? This is the racing game that's like a Super Mario Kart, only it's crypto. And you can race as Travis as myself. You can race in the Litecoin cart or in the Ethereum cart. And it is battling against other crypto projects and characters for real crypto payouts there's battle mode there's multiplayer racing there's rocket league there's capture the flag it's fun you can go try it out for free chaingames.io is where you find it they're really the chain token that is associated with chain games sir lord travis is now it as of today is at 20 cents and that i think that's from when we first started talking about it it was um, like, I don't know, four, four cents. Way less than that. It was, uh, it was uh, a penny or a sub penny. 
And that's not because of us. That's just it is a lot of people. 100% because of us, their development and the fun and all the great stuff that happened. That has nothing to do with it. All of because of us and our it has nothing to do Joel's with Adam Barlam and his his genius. But there's some True. cool stuff happening at Chain Games. So go check it out at chaingames.io and try Super Crypto Card out. Yeah, working on the Chain Games. So, Lord Travis, we've got a great interview that we have pre-recordified with Crypto Wendy O, and I'm going to recommend that we play it for people now. Mm, it's a great one. You're going to enjoy it. She's brilliant. And listen now. Everything crypto every day. That is the mantra of Crypto Wendy O, one of the top YouTubers in the crypto space, and so refreshing to see crypto chicks leading the way she's with us here now to talk all things down the rabbit hole crypto crypto wendy o welcome to bad crypto thank you so much for having me and i think i have the um one of the largest female crypto channels in the in the industry and yeah i'm, I'm excited to be here i'm excited to be representing i've got a four-year-old daughter so i'm happy to to be here and chat with you guys and just hang out building the decentralized future for your daughter mm -hmm. now that's that's mm -hmm. momming. That's that's expert momming. Now, you know, looking at your bio here, you clicked uh, with crypto the same year I did. 2017 was the year I finally understood crypto, um, started putting some money into Bitcoin. And uh, Travis and I started Bad Crypto Podcast in summer of 2017. What got your attention and brought you down the crypto rabbit hole? So this is a, I've told this story a lot of times, but it's, it's pretty interesting. I think Tell so I it actually, a different language then like you and Italian, you know, I am, I am half Sicilian on my mother's side and I get, I start talking with the hands when I get mad and cursing, but we're not going to do that on this episode. And I won't throw anything at you guys. And my daughter, she is a, she is a quarter Mexican from her father. So I won't throw the chonkla at you. <laughs> <laughs> but in about, in about 2011, 2012, I had um, a family member that lived with me and he's like, can I use your credit card to buy Bitcoin? And I'm like, hell no. I was like in a transitional time in my life. I was just getting back on my feet. And I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't even think I had a credit card. He's like, you use it to buy stuff online. I was like, eh, sounds kind of sketch. Kind of sounds like people like are doing dope. They're probably going to use. I was like, I don't think so. So I kept hearing about it on Libertarian Radio because I'm for the most part a Libertarian years and years after. And right before I quit my job in healthcare, um, I just was like, I'm going to invest in this. Like I, there's, I had very, I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I hated the nine to five. I was actually working um, like eight to seven at night and I had a three hour round trip commute. So I just remember holding my daughter, she was screaming and I was like, I'm buying this stuff. I don't know what it does, but I just keep hearing about it. So I bought some, I bought Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. I was like, this stuff is cool. Cause number kept going up in 2017, like crazy the end of 2017. I was like, I'm a genius. And then of course I got wrecked and then I kind of taught myself how to trade, but, um, but actually buying Bitcoin is, is, I feel like it's kind of, and I don't want to sound like a cultist, but I feel like it, it's, it's kind of life-changing because it forces you to learn about tech and, you know, expand on math and, you know, freedom and being anti-censorship and all of that fun stuff. That's great. So were you aware of this? I always, I'm always curious about this. Were you aware of fiat currency and how the, 
you know, the Federal Reserve prints money before you got into crypto? Or is that something you learned after you got in crypto? So I actually kind of knew about it. I knew that credit card companies were scammers. I knew that banks were scammers. I knew insurance companies were scammers. Um, I knew that they took advantage of people that were not educated. I knew financial literacy was not taught in schools because I grew up very, very poor. But one thing my mother instilled in me and my sisters is, is to budget and the importance of knowing where your money is going, don't have credit cards, don't take loans out. Out. Um, so everything like 90% of, well, actually almost everything is that I have, I don't pay, I don't make payments for like I use a credit card that's for emergencies. Um, I did have some debt when I was like, right when I turned 18, cause I made poor life decisions, but I knew that these big, these big entities were scammers and they were taken, they were taken advantage of the little people. And that was because I grew up poor and I saw a lot of this, the check into cashing places and the insane interest rates and the student loan debt, all that kind of stuff. The urban legend, and it might be true, is that most Americans are just one paycheck away from having nothing, right? Um, from being completely poor. And and most of them are going to have a hard time getting Bitcoin because we're seeing the institutions now come in and, and swallow up Bitcoin. So I know, you know, part of your mission is to serve people um, by making these down to earth videos, telling them what's what. Do, do you feel like, you know, that you try to stay away from a lot of the technical terminology and really just speak everyday language so that people who are going on YouTube and looking because they're crypto curious are going to find answers from you? Of course. So I like to, and I'm also on TikTok too. I've been doing a lot of really great work over there, helping people just with some basic Bitcoin education. I love altcoins. I am a, I'm an altcoin connoisseur and I like to lose money with altcoins. Just kidding. I do. Okay. But um, I try not to talk about altcoins too much on TikTok, but on my channel, I will talk about all different types of altcoins because I'm, you know, heavily invested in this stuff, but I like to refer to my YouTube channel as tech light instead of tech heavy. Because when you talk about tech, when you when you start to use all these crazy terms, the general population doesn't know what they mean. I was not brought up to think that I would be good in math or I was like a STEM person. And I didn't learn how important STEM was until later on in life because the American school, school system doesn't teach that. We don't teach that here. In China, they do. In Russia, they do. In other countries, they do. But not in the United States. They want you all to go to business school and get a degree and then get a job coming out of school, making 40K a year. Be a good and drone. Be a good worker bee. That's right. it. And that's okay. This is not a knock to anybody who's got a nine to five at all, because people are needed to work to do different things. But the way our system's set up, they don't really, they don't encourage free thinkers. And if you are a free thinker, you kind of get demonized for it. Absolutely. You know, I would say that's completely spot on. And I've always wondered about that is that, you know, in school, they don't teach you about, hey, here's how you budget your checkbook. Here's how you do investments. Here's the rule of 72 for investing, right? And just like long-term and how money compounding interest. And here's how this works. And, you know, here's why you need this. And here's why you need that. They don't teach you any of those really financial literacy things. Why? Because they want to keep you dumb. They want you to be in this system. They want you to be trapped into it. And then what happens right when you get out of high school, you go to college, and then you got all these credit card companies going, hey, here's $5,000 worth of free money. You can pay it back later. And it's just, it's unbelievable when you think about how we are, we how we are sort of treated. It's like, they, they almost think we're dumb. And I think they kind of intentionally dumb us down in a lot of these ways to keep us from that financial literacy, because they don't want informed folks. They, as Joel said, they want worker bees. They want you to, hey, 
get in here. And that's why our system was set up, right, Joel? It's worse than that because they go to college and unless you're going in for a professional degree, right, you're going to become an engineer, uh, a lawyer, um, a, uh, you know, um, doctor, uh, doctor, whatever. They've got all of these meaningless degrees, right, that don't actually serve you in the real world. It's like they make you feel like hey, you're learning about some sort of social thing, but there's not a job for it. Nobody's going to pay. And there's people out there. Yeah, but I got a college degree in education. I, nobody will hire me. Well, that's what you get for getting a stupid degree. <laughs> get something you can use or, you know, college for me was apart from life experience and learning how to party like a wild man and getting into radio educationally, a waste of time academically. Mm -hmm. um, I've never used my degree. Neither one of my kids got a degree. They both tried college. It wasn't for them. My son, you know, is succeeding wildly without a degree and my daughter's finding her way and will soon succeed wildly without a degree. I don't know. What do you think, Wendy? Did you get a degree? So my story is very interesting. So I, lo I lost my dad when I was 11 years old and we, my, I grew up very, very, first I grew up with money because my dad worked in traditional finance. He did multi-million dollar loans for like actors and people in the Hollywood industry. So we had money and then he got sick. My parents got divorced. He died at 11. When my parents got divorced, we moved from like a four bedroom house with everything to a two bedroom townhome and my mom and my three sisters or my mom, my two sisters and I, we all stayed in one room. So like we lost everything. And then I went through like a really, really bad depression and was like, you know, super sad because my dad was everything to me. And I was also a little bit different in school because my dad was very strong willed and was always like, you don't let anyone bully you. If you have something to say, you stand up for yourself and people that's not, um, that's not a popular thing to do. So I was always kind of out there doing my thing. And then, um, I ended up actually dropping out of college. I was going to community college. I ended up dropping out because I wanted to move to Hollywood and party and hang out with all the, the boys in the band. So that's what I did and um, got in a lot of trouble. Um, not like, not like legal trouble, but I got in a lot of trouble because I partied a lot. I had fun and I learned a lot of life experience out there about different industries and different types of people I've got stories for days. So I ended up, um, after I got my stuff situated, um, I actually ended up getting a job working at a thrift store for the largest HIV AIDS nonprofit in the world. And then they had, um, they offered, um, educational reimbursement. So I got my license to work in healthcare. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to just make $15 an hour. I want more. So I went back to school and I was in community college for like six years and I wanted to be a pharmacist. But then I was like, eh, I don't want to do this because they get capped at like 120 a year. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to, I'm just going to go to business school because everybody goes to business school. And then right before I switched to go to business school, I found crypto. So I finished, was able to finish my degree while in crypto. And so I got my degree, but my degree degree was really not for me. It was kind of, well, kind of was, but it wasn't, but it was more for, so for my dad, because if my dad was alive, that's what, that's the life that he would have wanted for me. But so I do have my degree and I don't use it. I taught myself how to market. I taught myself sales. I taught myself how negotiation, all this type of stuff from working in crypto and having my own business. Wow. That's beautiful. And in a way, here you are doing finance in your own way. I'm pretty sure dad would be very proud of you. Nicely done. Thank you. That's beautiful. You know what? You know, I, I kind of discovered that same thing. And what's interesting is that it's kind of gone back full circle for me is that I used to be a graphic designer. Right. 
It's like when I first started it and I was getting in the internet world, it was like, all right, I figured out Photoshop. I figured out how to build websites. And then I realized I'm like, well, I'm going to build graphic design. I'm going to make what, 50 grand, 60 grand a year max. I'm like, I don't want to necessarily do this. So then I got into marketing and now here we are, Sir Lord, Mr. Joel Com, right back around again. And now I'm doing more graphic design than I've ever done because this NFT stuff. Right. But the money and like the money in crypto is insane. Like this month, I made my entire yearly salary in one month. And from being in crypto, from trading, from sponsorships, from doing, um, you know, doing marketing and consulting for clients, for blockchain companies globally, you know, for all different t- and from, you know, from my passive income sh- revenue streams from like ref links and stuff like that. So the opportunity in crypto is like, it- it's insane. Like if you're, if you're listening to this and you are interested in, you know, passive income or, you know, get- getting a side hustle, get it in crypto, figure out whatever it is you are good at, figure it out and start applying at a lot of these crypto companies. And you're probably going to end up getting a really kick ass job and probably making more than what you're making. I mean, obviously like, don't just quit your job and go. Like I quit my job because I wanted to finish school, but I had savings. I had, you know, I had money. I had things like set up a certain way. And I, I was able to get my degree without paying any, without paying any student loans. Um, but just put, put, get your feet in the water and just start, you know, just start asking people, like, maybe you guys need to hire somebody to do something for you. Maybe I need to hire somebody like you never know unless you network and talk to people. For sure. You know, I'm looking through your YouTube channel right now. For those of you out there, go follow crypto Wendy at youtube.com forward slash crypto Wendy. Oh, and your most popular video is from about six months ago. And it was, you know, since you mentioned you're on TikTok. Dogecoin got pumped on TikTok and in Doge moved a whole bunch. Can you what happened there? Because I'm not on TikTok. I'm not watching that. So TikTok is a very, very great platform. And people are like, it's for kids. And it's really not for kids. I see all kinds of adult content on there. And I'm so here for it. Um, but I talk a lot of crypto on there. That's my that's my outlet. That's what I'm good at doing is breaking these complex ideas down into very simple things for people, because I want people to have a better quality of life. I want people to invest in Bitcoin. I want people to understand personal finance and that the federal government is a bunch of scammers and that the US government doesn't care about you. They don't care about small communities. They just, they, they just view us as... As little robots. And, um, but what happened on TikTok, everyone's like, oh my God, Dogecoin's going to a dollar. So I did a lot of videos talking about market cap, explaining what a market cap is and showing them the calculations on how you derive, you know, if you want a cryptocurrency to go to a dollar or not. And so that's what that video was about. It was right when it was hot. So a lot of people are, if you read the comments, people are so mad at me because my channel, I'm not one of those YouTubers that are like, oh my God, this is going to a hundred times. This is going to a thousand times. I don't give targets like that because I'm a trader and that is unrealistic and it is irresponsible. And I just, it's just not, it's not my get down. Even when I do sponsored reviews of projects, I don't talk about their price because price is irrelevant. I talk about the fundamentals. If you have a solid project with good fundamentals, price will come as time goes on. Um, but yeah, it was basically a bunch of, you know, a bunch of folks thinking to um, Dogecoin can go to a dollar because it was like at 23 Satoshis or something ridiculous. And me basically telling them this is not going to happen. And People still get mad at me for that. And that's okay. That's fine. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You just had a, a video that's your top three crypto gems revealed for 2021. You dropped this a week ago. It's almost got 10,000 views on it. What are what are those crypto gems? What are some of the things that you're taking a look at that you think that, ooh, this has good fundamentals. I think it's a potential winner. 
I love Chainlink. I think Chainlink is going to do well. They have a super strong community. Um, Ethereum is amazing. I really like HBAR just because they're going to be using the HBAR technology in the United Kingdom to go ahead and track the different vaccines and make sure that they are stored correctly and whatnot. Um, and this resonates with me because I worked in healthcare with HIV AIDS patients um, for the largest agency in the world. And we were very strict with the testing kits. They had to be stored at a certain temperature with some of the HIV medication. It had to be stored with the hepatitis um, uh, medication. I want to say it's Harvoni. I'm pretty sure it has to be frozen. I can't remember because it's been a couple of years since I've been out of the game. But utilizing blockchain technology for healthcare is very, very exciting to me. And of course, polka dot anything that is polka dot related i am just i'm completely on i'm dollar cost averaging i absolutely love it i think polka dot is amazing so those are some of my some of my crypto gems and i also believe that um those are some of the safer bets for people um and you're not going to get wrecked with those because i see both link and polka dot going to a hundred dollars this year very easily what tell us why you like polka dot because we've actually i i speak for myself i haven't gone down that rabbit hole trev and you know here it is it's number four market cap we've watched it go up but we've not spoken to anybody there and uh give us your reasons why so i feel like um and people can disagree with me if they want but i feel like polka dot is a direct competitor of ethereum i absolutely love ethereum i've got an f ton of ethereum that i've been accumulating over the years but let's face it there's problems with the ethereum blockchain there's problems with scalability there's problems with the if you want to buy an nft on ethereum which we just kind of talked about on the episode for my show it's expensive if i want to degen out on one inch exchange it's going to cost me it's cost me like 100 bucks to make 100 bucks and it's kind of it's kind of pointless. So I feel like DOT is going to kind of change the game with that and be a direct competitor of Ethereum. I love projects that compete with other projects. And the reason why I like that is because it's a competitive market and competition makes people perform better because of human nature. So I think that DOT's going to be a game changer in that. And that's why I'm looking at even, I'm not a big pre-sale person, but I will, I will invest in different pre-sales on the DOT ecosystem because I think that they will do well. Hmm. And Gavin Wood, right? Wasn't he? Uh, he was like one of the, uh, didn't he do some stuff with Ethereum and then he spun off and helped create Polkadot? Is that right? I believe so. Yes. Nice. So he saw, he saw some of the, uh, the weaknesses within Ethereum and said, Hey, I think we could probably do this a little bit better. Now I remember when it, when it sort of took off, it, it took off like immediately. It wasn't like sort of a slow, it was a pow pow and there it was and there it stayed. So that's pretty impressive what they've done so far. Yeah, I'm going to be a, for the for that particular bag. I'm just dollar cost averaging every week. I am a trader, um, but for for purposes of this market, and one thing I do want to tell your guys's audience is that you don't have to be a trader to make money in this market. Um, be very careful. Buy the dips, dollar cost average on quality projects. Hold on to them and just swing them. And have a have a plan, have an entry and exit, have a trading plan, have an investing plan, and stick to that. You're gonna make a lot more money holding and selling when the time is right than than trading. Mm. I know trading for me is is normally a disaster. It's almost like, all right, oh, this is gonna be an amazing. Oh wait, it's just gone down. Oh shit, now I need to get it back over into Bitcoin. All right, I just lost like 0. 0.05 Bitcoin on this trade. Awesome. Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what are some of your go-tos, I guess, for tr crypto trading? As I see on your YouTube channel, you do have some some good trading resources, it looks like. So for trading resources, one of the things that I, that I taught myself how to trade with no help, I didn't do any of the paid courses, but the way that I learned to trade is I bought two used books on eBay, the Technical Analysis Guide for Idiots and the Dummies Guide to Candlestick Trade. Um, candlestick charts. 
Um, so I bought those and then I just started like reading stuff on Investopedia. I created a free trading view account. I started drawing lines. I learned about risk management and then I started posting my trades on twitter.com. <laughs> and I kind of, I kind of learned how to trade that way. I'm not, I'm by far not the best trader in the world, but I do. Okay. I can hang with the boys. Um, and then you just keep practicing and paper trading and trying. I don't trade every day. I don't do the day trading thing anymore. I'm more of a swing trader. And if I see a position that I like, I'll enter it, but I use, I, practice pretty strict risk management to kind of help with that. And right now with Bitcoin, I'm not touching that right now, just because there's too much volatility and ping ponging. You can't touch that. You shouldn't touch that. Don't touch that. Just stay away from it. So um, this interview comes out after the interview that you just did with us for your channel. So we encourage you guys to go to uh, Crypto Wendio channel and check that out. But I'm curious, after our discussion that we had previously, what are your thoughts on NFTs? And are you interested in creating some NFTs for your audience? You know, this is the thing. I like NFTs. I think they're awesome. I don't know if that would be the right fit for me or not, though. I don't know if I've got enough time to do it because it takes time. And again, I'm a mom. I have a four-year-old daughter. I am home with her all day. So I balance clients and trading and content um, with a four-year-old. So I don't know if I have enough time for it. I see a very big opportunity. I would love to maybe create a platform or create something to help underserved kids and underserved communities and help these people make additional income and money, stuff like that. But I don't know, like, I don't even know how I would create an NFT. Like, I don't even know what I would do. Uh, I see Crypto Wendio collectibles, don't you, Trev? You know, I, I do. And I think one of the things that we, we talked about in the interview uh, just a moment ago, which I thought was pretty cool because I've been thinking about it now after you said it, is that, you know, you mentioned that people do the, the, the you know, the, the drives, for, you know, oh, hey, buy this chocolate, buy this chocolate bar, buy this, you know, or, or, you know, how the Girl Scouts do, hey, buy these cookies. What I was thinking would be really cool is like with those little kids of sports leagues, like you could literally make collectible baseball cards. And, or football cards for these kids and turn those into little NFTs. And then imagine if one of those actually turned into like a, a future like Patrick Mahomes or Michael Jordan down the road. And now you had this NFT of little Derek Jeter from, you know, 2020 and he played second base and he was in second grade. Right. But it was this huge thing. Like how hilarious could that be? Because those things down the road could be just worth thousands and thousands of dollars and it just helped raise funds. And what's cool is how the nature of NFTs is that when it's resold, a percentage of that goes back to the creator. And so there could be some, some home runs hit down the road, uh, uh, pun intended, by, uh, by getting some of these sports leagues in on creating NFTs. So that idea right there might spurn on somebody else to do something like that because that's, that's, a, that's a fun idea maybe. You're so smart, yeah, Sir Lord I, Travis. Yeah, you guys, you guys are very intelligent gentlemen. Well, thank you. I don't know about the gentleman part, but we we did we've discussed this that I'm artsy and he's fartsy. So together, and we're both a little smartsy. <laughs> and this podcast is falling apartsy right before, right before <laughs> our uh, our very eyes. So I remember coming across TikTok a few years ago. Before it was TikTok, it was Musically. And I made a few videos on Musical.ly and started getting some followers. And then I stopped doing it right around the time I stopped doing Snapchat. You know, it, it takes a lot. You know, there's a lot going on in our universe here. And creating content is, it's hard work. Um, and it really takes a lot of focus to do it right. So, you know, 
the TikTok is blown up now. You're on there. What uh, what kind of content do you find gets the best engagement for the audience you're trying to reach? Well, the best content, the the content that gets the most engagement is people twerking, but you're not going to catch me twerking because I just, I'm too old. I'm a mother. I am a mother. Um, and that is a TikTok. No crypto twerks. No crypto twerks. I am a, we're, we're the crypto I'm a mother. Jerks. That's what we are. Hey, but <laughs> my, my video, my videos, my videos, the ones that do the best are the XRP trolling. They get so mad at me, but I just kind of report and I talk about the facts and they're like, you hate XRP. And I'm like, I don't really care about XRP. Like I, it's like, whatever it is, it's fine. I'm just letting you guys know you can't trade it in the United States anymore. This is happening with the SEC. So So do you, do you do, you know, do you edit the videos and all that? Or do you just like talk and this is what I'm thinking and boom, you put it out there. Or do you do fancy stuff with it? Oh no, I don't do anything fancy. I'm lazy. (laughs) Because that, that's the, you know, one of the reasons that I've stayed away from it is, you know, with Snapchat, I had, I got really creative and did these short stories and, you know, you frame things up and you put stickers and text on there, but you don't have to do that with TikTok. You can, I don't, because I don't have time to do it. I make like eight to 10 TikToks a day and we talk about Bitcoin price action. We talk about altcoin price action. We talk about top news stories. We talk security tips. We talk and people have, the great thing about TikTok is if somebody's like, hey, Wendy, what do you think about this project? And then I can respond directly to that question and be like, this is a scam. And this is why I think this is a scam. Or do you think this is going to do well? And I'm like, I, I like this project because this is what I think it's going to do. But I really try to focus ba- on the Bitcoin basics. I feel like that's the most important for people. I would say this. If you're creating eight to 10 TikToks a day, you probably do have time to make NFTs because some of those some of those TikToks, which are ephemeral and gone, those could be NFTs, right? NFTs are not just images. They're not just audio or video. There can be all kinds of different things. So that's what I would probably say to you is that, you know what, go through some of those TikToks that you've done already that have that sort of evergreen value. And then you maybe put together 21 of those and it's the Windio series. And then you create X amount of each one of them. And then whatever they sell for, boom, you could donate that money to whichever cause resonates most with you, right? It could be, you've mm-hmm. just repurpose what you've already done potentially. Ooh, I like that. That's actually a good idea. Cause I, most of my stuff is educational. It's just like basic, t- like basic tips. Like people are like, where do I buy, where do I buy Cardano? And I'm like, okay, you go to CoinGecko, you go type the Cardano in, you go to markets, you can see all the exchanges it's listed on just basic stuff like that, that people may not know about. There you go. I love that. And I want to ask you, so you got some pretty cool graphics on your thumbnails, what is your magical tricks on that? Are you Photoshopping that or are you using some tool? Yeah, so I use Pixel, Pixlr, Pixlr. It's a free program. It's open source. And I go ahead and I just Google search free images that are going to resonate with that particular um with that particular show, I make sure they are free images. Um, and um, I go ahead and I cop- copy pasta because I'm allowed to do it. It's a free image. And then I just, you know, make my own, do all my own stuff over there. I'm getting better by the by the week. Yeah, they look really good. You're doing a great job. You're, you know, you've got over 20,000 subscribers to your channel now and growing. We're going to encourage all y'all to go over to youtube.com forward slash crypto Wendy O and, uh, and sign up. And, and why, uh, why Wendy O? 
Oh, okay. So Windio is actually a famous, um, famous punk rock chick. And she is a, she is a badass. She loved animals. Um, she was kind of there for the underdogs. There's not really a lot of strong women in music. You can, you can argue that nowadays, but she was, she was a force to be reckoned with. And I have, you know, I like that type of music. So I says, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with that. I like it. Mm. And you're a force to be reckoned with in the crypto space, a strong woman here. So nicely done. You bet your you bet your bottom dollar. So plasmatic of you. Awesome. Crypto Windio, thanks for coming on the show. And we're going to talk more NFTs offline with you because I think Sir Lord Travis Wright is onto something and I see a future in digital collectibles. Thanks, Crypto Windio. Yeah, in fact, we were also interviewed by her on the Crypto Wendy O channel for the O Show. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes. You can go and check that out at badco.in forward slash 489. And thanks, Wendy, for having us on your show. And thanks for coming on Bad Crypto. We appreciate it. We do. We love being on your show. And you know what? I had actually never heard of the rock star Wendio because I'm sheltered. I grew up in a small town. We didn't have MTV. Uh, that's what I blame it on. But um, yeah, great, great stories that she told. She's really smart. She's doing a lot of great stuff for the crypto space. And uh, we loves hers. And we also love Hoddle C. Did you know there's a community token that is built on algorithmic finance? Well, if you listen to the show, you would know that because we've had them on. Hoddle C stands for Hoddle Community, and it's the only token that's built entirely in an algorithmic finance ecosystem. Take control of your finances with their programmatic earnings infrastructure. That means it goes up over time, gang. Community transactions and the passage of time automatically increase the value of your investments without any active trading on your part. Check out their website, hodlcommunity.org, or some say .org. They're both the same as far as I'm concerned. Check this out, Sir Lord, Mr. Joel Com. So, you know, NFTs, we've talked about a lot about them. People are probably tired of hearing about this, but no, they're um, not tired. They're getting turned on to it. They're getting turned on, tired onto it. So there's a there's a um, a platform out there called portion.io. It's a platform that allows users to create and auction rare art, right? They're actually working with Marvel Comics, comic artists, and uh, Aunt, uh, Adam Kubert is a um, an artist for Marvel sold one of his pieces of art um, a spider-man sold it today for 12.75 ether twenty five thousand dollars wow as an nft one of only 25 unique artworks expected to be launched by several marvel artists out there and only sold on portion.io 12.75 ETH. i think i think it's a fad joel yeah it's it's hula hoops it's tulips Gang, it's here to stay, and so are we. And we're pre-recording this this portion of the show on Thursday prior to our Bitcoin collection sale, which took place a few hours ago, if you're listening now. How did it do, Trev? Oh, my goodness. Uh, It sold out in a record time uh, for record amounts of money. And everybody was happy and glorious orgasms for everyone. It's amazing. <laughs> well, are we selling those now? Because I think that's illegal. NFT orgasms. Yeah. Are, are, is Travis, are, you, are we becoming NFT sex workers? That That is not how NFT I want to. NFT days. We talked about them. Here that they is are. not how I want to be. Oh, look at this. Look, Joel. 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, if there's one thing we figured out today is that we've coined a new phrase. We are NFTainers. Yeah, that's NFTainment. That's, that's how it is. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure that you share the show with somebody that you don't like a whole lot. So, because that way, if they hate you already, you know, they won't hate you more. Hopefully, they'll be glad that they discovered the Bad Crypto Podcast and the Nifty Show and our awesome community because you people are what makes it worthwhile. Thanks for doing what you do and thanks for staying back. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoins and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. And thanks for the memories. Thanks for the memories? <laughs> you are bad. Thanks for the memories. You're naughty. You're naughty, Travis. You put the bad in bad crypto. I put the toe in it. <laughs> I put the toe in bad crypto. Damn dirty ass toe.